Hello everyone, welcome to The Stones, I'm your host Drifter here, and I am here with a different type of podcast today. I'm here for the first episode of the self-help type of podcast. I want to do a lot of pop culture, but occasionally I want to do pop culture and how maybe it represents in, or how it is represented in our own life and how what it can teach us what movies films tv shows video games anime all of it can teach us about our own life and our own health and uh, mental well-being and all that so i think i'm gonna do an episode of pure like pop culture discussion movies that we watched recently and things like that and then um an episode of mental health so this could be one to one um most days Um, Or at least that's how it's going to be for now. Um, Yeah. I think today I really wanted to talk about friends um, in film more so, um, along with TV shows and stuff as well. But this all really came about um, because recently, the past week or so, I've been doing a rewatch of sorts, rewatching a couple of my favorite movies. I rewatched La La Land first. La La Land is a magnificent film. The emotions, the tensions, it's amazing. Um, That film really just brought back some memories, some great memories of cinema. So I rewatched that film. So good. The music, everything. It's like a musical, but not as much of a musical as everything else. I remember when the first, the first time I ever watched La La Land, I remember it vividly. I watched it at um, Alamo, Alamo Draft House, um, and that was that was a crazy experiment experience. It was during like, it was after the movie came out. It was like a year or two, and they were playing a bunch of really good movies for a. It was like some event they were doing where they were playing a bunch of movies again, in back in the cinema. I was like, go watch your favorite films back in the cinema, and I was like, I never watched it. It was getting really great things. So I was like, I might as well go see it. And I remember that I didn't know that it was a musical at all. Like that I didn't know that there's gonna be a musical element to it. So I went into the theater <laughs> and the first thing that really happens in the film is a musical number, if you remember. This I'm also the films I'm gonna be talking about today, there will be spoilers for all of them. So this might not be the episode for you if you're worried about that. But yeah, back to La La Land. There the first thing that happens is a big musical number you have the people in the cars and they um jump out and they start singing and i i was surprised i didn't know what i was getting myself into i was so confused um but right afterwards when you see emma stone um and the story starts it starts to make sense and you're like oh i know we're we're in la la land now but the film's just amazing um yeah so i rewatched that um, and then the next day I rewatched um, The Edge of Seventeen with, um, what's her name, Haley Steinfeld. Um, that's an amazing film. And then the day afterwards I rewatched, I think this film is in my top five of favorite films. I wouldn't say best film per se, but definitely favorite. I think it is a very great film. But the film is, ah, what's... It stars um, Emma Watson and who 
what's it what's it oh perks of being a wallflower bet most people have watched that movie it is just amazing i loved it it's one of those movies that doesn't like feel good to watch per se unless you're really trying to like sulk or i like to say rot that's 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 my word for it um but like if you're feeling down and you just want to like rot in your sadness a little bit that sounds very morbid but sometimes people do it and i think that movie's great for it i i would say i wasn't feeling down when i when i decided to watch it but i definitely wasn't like it was like late at night and i was like i want to watch something and it was like the late night depression type thing but it wasn't like actual depression really it was just like it's late at night and it's dark and moody so i was like i want to go do that uh i did cry again it was an amazing film oh my um that definitely was great yeah main thing that i want to talk about today was friends friendships in film because especially with perks of being a wallflower it reminded me of a bunch of issues and amazing things about friends and friendships throughout time that i feel like is very important so i'd say we start with la la land so one thing that i really got away from la la land when i finished it was actually uh, emma stone her character um what is her, her name? mia mia right i believe so um, correct me in the comments if I'm wrong, but Mia, um, Mia's friends in the beginning, especially in that song, um, where she's going to the party, those friends that are gearing her up for all that, I honestly don't, that's like one of the things that I actually was sad about when I watched the film, was I was like, where are these friends? They showed up for one scene a little bit farther away after she started dating Sebastian, and they it was just one of the friends also not all of them one of the friends so the guy sebastian he came outside and he was honking his horn and one of the friends was just like is this gonna happen all the time and she said it with a smile and then um mia was like oh i I think so she's it was other than that they didn't really they weren't in the film that much and that made me sad that made me very sad um i think it was an amazing thing I love the um, girlfriend dynamic. They're just, like, being there for each other. And, like, because they're roommates and everything, um, it was, like, best friends um, sleep over constantly, it seemed like, the atmosphere that they were showing. And I loved the scene when the girl came in and she was like, why is there why, why is there a meeting in the bathroom or something along the line? It was amazing. That was, that was a great line, because it was like, all of them were getting ready in the bathroom together, and it was like, I don't know, that feeling, unmatched, um, I think it just really shows the camaraderie that friendship can be, the, the feeling that it can bring, the feeling of belonging, of just feeling at home, I don't know what else to say there. Um, friendships, a good friendships, a good friend group should feel like a family. You're, you're there, you can tell them whatever, and they'll listen to you and they'll give you advice and everything. That's a good friendship. Um, a good friendship is someone that 
you care about that cares about you and you know they care about you they show it they talk about it and you just feel comfortable around them that's also a very important thing and in la la land mia definitely felt comfortable around them was um, and they pushed her too um she didn't want to go to that party but um they insisted they said you should go and it was one of the best things that ever happened to her um i don't know i won't say that because not much actually no it's a lie she met sebastian at the end of that that was the um then they sang the song where they did the dance which is an amazing dance by the way um I was looking up stuff on the movie afterwards again, and I learned that that, um, what was it, What a Lovely Night, or whatever, um, the sun is in the sky, all that, that song and dance was actually, like, it was, like, two, one or two takes, because this, they had, like, a specific window with the sunset and everything, so, um, or it was with something else maybe but they had a specific window of time and they only were able to do one or two takes and it was amazing and watching it with that um that framework in mind just makes you realize all the imperfections were imperfections they messed up and i think that's beautiful i think that's a beautiful part of film is that in essence it's just a bunch of people who enjoy playing who enjoy being actors and a bunch of people who enjoy writing and directing films coming together to make a project. Um, yeah, I love that. But definitely, it was one of the best things that happened to her, um, to me throughout the story, because she met Sebastian at that party. And if she never did that, what would have happened? Um, and that was all because of her friends. Her friends made her go to that party and helped her be who she wanted to be um yeah that was an amazing film yeah la la land is definitely top top films there and then the next day again i watched edge of 17 which is an amazing film stars Haley steinfeld um i'm pretty sure there's some other important actors in there but i'm forgetting them the main thing that stuck out with Edge of Seventeen really was it felt semi-real. It was one of the more real high school films. Um, both Edge of Seventeen and Perks of Being a Wallflower definitely have that high school film element of like that. That that's not how high schools actually work, especially with the big parties. I mean, there are big parties in high in high school, especially in America today, but not as crazy as some some shows and movies present them. But Edge of Seventeen didn't really have that; it just felt real. Um, but Edge of Seventeen was amazing. I think the main thing was the friendships again. I think Haley Steinfeld's ah, her name's. I'm blanking on the character's name right now, but Haley's character's best friend, the one that dated her brother. Um, I think that friendship really resembles a lot of friendships that we have today, um, that a lot of people have. 
they have a friend that they've known forever and ever for years it could have been since childhood or it could just be the past five years but you've known them for long enough that you can't imagine life without them and then they do something that makes you question everything you believe how could you do that what would make you do that to me you know that that would hurt me um you know that that's a bad thing and you decide to do that and you question it you question your friendship you question what your life is because you're questioning how how could someone that close to you do that and then you're in this pickle because you part of you wants to and knows you should stop this friendship leave this friendship because it's not being it's not healthy they aren't caring for you in the right way but part of you also can't do that because you've known them for so long they're a part of you and if you leave them what are you without them in a way or just in a less cynical way you just don't know how to work without them Yeah, and I think Haley's character goes through that. She understands that she, her friend should not have done that, should not have slept with and start dating her brother, that that was a boundary, a line that should not have been crossed. And for most of the film, the whole part of it is that she leaves. She doesn't want to talk to her anymore. But towards the end, she realizes, oh, this is my friend. I've known her for so long. I can't imagine being without her. And she means so much to me. And I honestly think that that was a terrible way to end the film. I I see that it, it, it wraps up loose ends and... Um, I guess it completes her arc, if you could say, like her character development of letting, learning to let go and everything. But um, I just feel that she shouldn't have went back. I feel like it was a toxic relationship that someone would do that in the first place. And not even really, well, I mean, she did apologize. Her friend did apologize, but not to the extent that she should have. She went and was like, I'm so sorry. I, I, I don't know what happened. I just did it. And, like, trying to push it off from the beginning. She went, she, she owned up to it later on, but in the beginning, she played it off. Like, it was a very toxic thing to do. And I believe that from that moment on you should have that's a red flag a big red flag that should not be ignored but some people would agree with Haley Steinfeld's character's decision to stick with her because they've known each other for so long and they've taken care of each other for so long that she doesn't know how she would live without her so yeah 
I would say the one takeaway that I took from that film was to have self-respect in a friendship. That, um, while La La Land taught me that friends can be amazing and, and showed me a good example of what a good friendship looks like, I believe that Edger 17 showed me what a bad friendship could look like and that, um, and the wrong way to go about conflict in a relationship. Um, but that one is up for interpretation, I would say, from different groups. The main one that I love and has a, that really brought this topic up um, for this week was Perks of Being a Wallflower. The Perks of Being a Wallflower is an amazing film. Um, I forgot the main star's name, um, but his name's Charlie, I believe. Yeah, Charlie. That's his character's name in the film. Um, Charlie is a kid who has had a lot of bad stuff happen to him in his childhood. And this stuff in his childhood, he's blocked out. Um, and he moves to a new school. Uh, or goes into high school, I would say. It's not really a new school. Um, he still has kids there that he knows, most likely. But he has no friends when he goes in. His only friend um, committed suicide the year before. And it's just interesting. It's he meets the seniors and the seniors teach him so much. They guide him through journeys, they show him new experiences, and in the end he ends up starting to date one of those seniors as they leave for college. The one thing that I will actually say that I um greatly dislike about this film is actually the fact that Charlie and Sam start dating at the end of the film. While I feel like it's earned and not forced, I don't think it was needed. I think, personally, I don't think I know that I love a good platonic friendship more than a good romantic relationship. So, I feel like Sam and Charlie could have stayed great friends, no kiss or anything needed, but it definitely, I guess it progresses the story because it sends PTSD flashbacks and everything, and which relates, I don't want to get into all of that um, for risk of um, triggering someone on anything, but I... Well, it was needed for the story, per se, I don't... I think they might have been able to find another way. But, I love their relationship, and I love... I think the scene at the end is amazing. The ending's great. When she comes back from college and has a mixtape with the Tumble song on it, it really resonates with Charlie and for the watcher what what would you call the person who watches a film what's the like right term watcher viewer the audience the audience that's 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 what i'm gonna say the audience it really gives the audience an amazing feeling because this entire movie they talk about the tunnel song we need to know the tunnel song and then they finally do it and it's an amazing scene where he says 
we are infinite. And then they scream, ah. And it's them feeling alive. It's the best moment of the film, I believe. And, yeah. But the friendships that come out of this film are even more interesting and more engaging than all of this. I believe that the friendships are one of some of the best and I think it's really seen throughout like in the middle of the film actually when Charlie has the truth or dare problem when he kisses Sam instead of his girlfriend and the friends he believes we kind of know as an audience that it most likely will get fixed but him in this moment he's having panic attacks and anxiety related to the fact that he doesn't have friends again the friends that he met that have been with him that showed him how to be alive again are gone now and he's calling and calling and then the moment when Ezra Miller's character which is just wild watching that movie again after all the Ezra Miller problems and controversy that's a whole other thing. But you're right. The, I'm not even going to get into that. But Ezra Miller's character, when he gets... I don't want to say stood up. That's the wrong word. But when Brad, his boyfriend, gets all antsy and calls him a slur. And then they fight. And he's getting beaten up. And then Charlie steps in and blacks out and beats all of them up says if you touch my friends again I'll blind you and that is a hard scene and then when Sam comes up to him afterwards and says do you remember what happened and he says no and then she says do you want me to tell you he says yes and he says you saved my brother and that is amazing that scene right there or something I don't think I got that line right I'm, I'm being honest but I that that line that scene is beautiful it just shows that even that the the loyalty of a good friend and that he'll always stick by them and i think that's great especially at the end when the friends leave for college which i currently one of the reasons i cried at the end of this movie is a little bit of personal points in here i my friends are all leaving for college. I have friends still, but most of my friends that I've known for a long time, forever, basically, are all graduating this year. Or la- graduated last year. I'm going into school this year again. But they all graduated. I'm going into school again without them. And that's that's scary. And that gives me the same feeling that Charlie has towards the end of this movie. Um, specifically with the part about all the friends leaving. And he's scared that he's not gonna keep in touch with them but then the moment at the end when Ezra Miller's character comes up and knocks on Charlie's door not only does that give a nostalgic feeling as it feels like a your kid again when people knock on your door and ask to play it also gives the feeling of they came home and one of the first things that they wanted to do was to see Charlie they said, I'm home from college for a break. Let me see my friend. And that is a heartwarming 
just it warmed my heart it made me want to cry and i didn't i really cried towards right before that actually that was when i cried um i cried when he was in the doctor's office and he's talking to the the doctor when she comes in and says you have to open up and then he says and he says and she says like you have to to help help yourself here you have to let me know what's going on then he says i just i just want you to know how to how to make it stop and she says what make what stop me seeing all of it seeing what like all of them their their pain how do you how do you not see it see what everyone's pain every day all around you that's that's a hard scene because it's just there's so much pain in the world and sometimes it's so hard to not shut it out you don't want to ever shut it out because you want to know what's going on but to not worry about it all the time to not think every moment and think wow the world's broken it's hard to, to not do that. And I feel that when Charlie said that. That really resonated with me. Another thing that resonated with me was Charlie's lines to, to Sam. But right before he kisses her. And I think it's less of the kiss that's important. I think the line where he says, I, I know who you are, Sam. And you're... He said, like, you're perfect or beautiful or something like that. That line there when he says, you're beautiful, um, you're, like, you're kind. That, that, that scene, I don't, I don't remember the actual line, but it was, it was beautiful and powerful. And I think that was the best thing. Because Sam has been through a lot throughout her life. And Charlie coming up to her and saying, I see you. I know who you are. It's amazing, and that's what I think friends are for. Friends are for that, that moment of, judge, like, non-judgmental. No, because sometimes family can be, the family's amazing. They will always be there for you, no matter what. They're forced to be with you in a way, and that's what I think is a problem in some cases because because they're forced to be with you. Sometimes family has bias, and by bias, I mean, like, they grew up with you, and they're like, this isn't how you used to be, and things like that. Meanwhile, a friend just knows you for who you are and who you want to present. You can mold a friendship in a way to whatever you want, and that's beautiful, I believe. And But what I think is even more beautiful is sometimes you're able to put your real, because you have less pressure sometimes, you can be who you really want to be around your friends. Just like just like Sam and Charlie. Sam and Charlie are amazing and they just are great friends. Again, don't think that it needed to be a romantic relationship, but okay. I don't think it really hinders it per se, but it definitely doesn't really add anything to the story. But that being said, Perks of Being a Wallflower is still one of my favorite films of all time, and I honestly think I might rewatch it again. What I kind of like to do is I rewatch a film over and over and over again until I get tired of it, and 
then I get tired of it, but I remember how good of a movie it was, and then I wait about a month or two, and then I have the same thing where I rewatch it over and over again after I forget how much I hated it, and then I hate it again. But it's less of a hate and more of a I'm tired of it type of a thing. I also want to rewatch Dead Poets Society, um, because that also fits with the theme of Friends, because that's a great friend group that sticks together, and Dead Poets Society is amazing, and is honestly an, an inspiration to my entire life, and I hope to be a dead poet till the day I die. So, in conclusion, I think films teach us a lot about friendships, and... I think La La Land shows us a great example of just overall amazing friends that stick with you and what they're supposed to be like overall. And then I believe that The Edge of Seventeen shows you that friendships aren't always great and that sometimes you might need to move away from that friendship to be happy and have self-respect. And then the edge of 17 not the edge of 17 the edge of 17 shows us that and then the perks of being a wallflower 100% shows us what it's like for friendships to endure and evolve in some cases and yeah films are amazing and I will always remember that well thank you for spending some time with me today I very much appreciate all the views and listens from the last episode and i hope that um i can continue to grow um with a with an audience um give some feedback on this separate type of podcast here um and this different type of style i definitely think this is i have to get better at doing a podcast on my own i think this was a little rough for a first time but thank you for being patient and just listening i hope you learned anything and i hope you get to leave just a little bit happier than you are thank you and this is the stones signing off